Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, it's a big game five tonight down in Miami. Or, I mean, you could just realize that it's over anyway, so it doesn't matter. Wow. Listen, I, I keep trying to move past this, and I, I can't. I don't mean to to beat a dead horse, but that's what we're coming to at this point. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN Plus, Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance and now a no-frills ad brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Here it is. You can say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That's it. See? Just a good old-fashioned straightforward ad. See if you could save it. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or Progressive.com. Chris, I, I want to see his some entertaining basketball. Let, yeah. Let's turn to that for just a moment. Just the fact that I would actually like to see a game that is not a 25-point game in one direction or the other at the end of the first quarter. That would be just a nice change of pace tonight. Yeah, but I guess that depends on what version of the Boston Celtics decide to show up in South Beach. Are we going to get the one that we saw in game one in the second half, or are we going to get the one that we saw in game two? We, we just don't know, and that's – that's the biggest issue I have with Boston throughout the playoffs. Outside of that series against the Brooklyn Nets, there have been these huge swings in terms of the performances that we get from them. We'll have one game where they seem like they're buttoned up. Jason Tatum is efficient from the field, and everybody is, is finding ways to contribute offensively and defensively. Then we'll get games where Jason Tatum goes 3 or 14 from the field, and you're talking about the team having 24 turnovers that lead to 33 Miami Heat points. So to me, this is much more about what Boston Celtics team decides to take the court tonight in Game 5 versus who's available to play for the Miami Heat. Because if all things are being equal, we know the more talented team in this series is the Boston Celtics. Well, the very latest on Tyler Hero is provided here by Ramona Shelburne, ESPN NBA reporter on the NBA Today yesterday. From what I'm told, this is an injury, this groin injury he has that would normally keep him out two to four weeks if this was the regular season, but he is pushing really hard to play either in the next game or the game after that because he just wants to be out there and we're going to see who wins this battle here. But Eric Spolster kind of alluded to that when he talked about it the other day. He said, we have to take the decision out of his hands. Our trainers don't think it's a good idea. We're going to call him day to day, but there's there's a little behind the scenes going on with Tyler Hero trying to play. So Tyler Hero is trying to push, trying to make it happen, even though it could be a two to four week injury that he is dealing with here. Tyler Hero comes back. I appreciate the fact that he wants to play. He doesn't strike me as a guy that if he is at, let's just say, 60%, that he may be able to make a big enough impact on the game. Even though he is the NBA sixth man of the year, the way he has played in this series as a whole does not lead me to believe that. Well, he hadn't played that way in the playoffs, Carlin. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been a good postseason for Tyler Hero, but it doesn't take away from the fact that this is another guy that Eric Spolstra can lean on for playmaking and shot creation, both in terms of him getting his own buckets and opportunities for others. But – It hasn't played out that way in this series. And if you're Miami, the concern is, outside of Jimmy Butler, who are the guys that can do that? Uh, I mean, it it really isn't Bam out of bio. We saw that he emerged in in game three, and they were able to funnel the offense through him with a lot of pick-and-roll situations, force-feeding him the ball in the low post. But Bam out of bio is not going to do it on his own. Uh, Kyle Lowry, there are some limitations there with his overall health and the caliber of player that he is in comparison to what he was. So – There are some struggles for Miami in terms of creating offense in the half court, which is why it's going to be so important for them 
on a defensive end to create steals, get stops, to be able to get out and transition and run. Because if they don't, there's no way that they can get easy offense. No, none. And this is the thing. You cannot put yourself in a situation where you're counting on 24 turnovers. I mean, that, that is whether or not you want to admit as to what actually happened. That is just fact. That is what actually happened in game three when you were able to blow the doors off of the Celtics. And so you have to find another way. I'm looking here. I want to find it. Open floor, whatever you want to say. I've just got guys all over the place who were banged up, including Jimmy Buckets, mm-hmm. including Hero. I And look, we can look at Marcus Smart and the Celtics and not know who's going to play tonight either. But the heat, you go down the list, you've got a ton of guys that, frankly, at this point I wouldn't have a ton of faith in if they were 100% healthy. Yep. Even though Lowry does make a very positive impact on the team, offensively he's been so bad in the postseason I need somebody to put the ball in the basket. I am begging you to just find someone, and I don't look at the roster right now and feel like that guy is there. And that, whether or not Heat fans want to admit, we're going to play great defense, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, I thought Andre Snellings put it brilliantly last hour. Hmm. It is like a matchup of two boxers, one of whom can punch and one of whom can punch and box and do everything a little bit better than the other guy. And that is exactly what we are looking at with the Celtics against the Heat. The Celtics do everything a little bit better than the other guy. Yeah, and the puncher's chance is reliant on Jimmy Butler being healthy, but then also some combination of Max Drews, Gabe Vincent, and Victor Oladipo going off for 20 points. And, and we're just that, that's not something that I think you can depend on from game to game. And so we've seen it at various spots in this series, but with Jimmy's health being compromised, no Tyler Hero, I just don't know that we're going to get those kind of performances from those guys that we've seen. Like Victor Oladipo was phenomenal in game four. Mm -hmm. But game four was a blowout, Carlin. You're talking about that game not even being close. His 20, what are you, 29? You had 24 points. 24. But yeah, 24, 18 in the first half. But you're talking about it doesn't matter. the Miami Heat being down by as many as, what, 32? Yeah. So the game was, in effect, over, even though Victor Oladipo seemed to find his stroke. But my point is this. Without Jimmy Butler being able to set the table for everybody else, the Miami Heat are going to struggle unless Boston gifts them opportunities to get out and run and get some easy buckets. If they don't get that, if they shut the faucet off, then it's going to be hard for Miami to score points. And if you don't believe me, look at this series. They had a game where they only scored 82 points in this series. They had a game in the, in the previous round where they only scored 79 points against the Sixers. They struggle to score points if they can't generate takeaways, turnovers, and get stops. All right adjustments that they can make here's big perk kendrick perkins espn nba analyst on the nba today yesterday well the adjustment is bam out of the bio he needs to make the adjustment of being consistent when you go back and look at 2020 right and you look at his stats against the boston celtics in that eastern conference finals he led the team in points rebounds and assists i believe he averaged 20 11 and 5 this series he's averaging 13 7 and 4 and look he had one good game and that was it al responded in great in great fashion last night. I thought he took it personal and deed him up. Bam is the second best player on this team after Jimmy Butler. Some may argue that he's the number one. Well, Bam Adebayo is being the adjustment. I get it. I just don't have enough faith in it, given how they have been able to lock him up completely 
save for one game in this series. Yeah, Bam got off because Robert Williams wasn't out there. Yeah. And they call Robert Williams the time lord for a leap reason. He's a shot-blocking presence, and he was clocking the team for way, Bam. By the way, that is a... It's, it's a bizarre it's, nickname. It is a weekly name. Even, even he, when he first got it, was like, I don't even know what that is. I, I don't know what it is either, but he knew what time it was when it came to defending Bam out of bio in game four. Yeah. Like, they got rid of that game three Bam where he dropped 31 points. That guy went away completely to the point where Bam only took, what, five shots? You're talking mm-hmm. about five shots? Mm. That's not exactly what you're looking for from no. an all-star performer in a situation where you want to maintain home court advantage. So, I just... I don't know, man. It felt like Miami had an opportunity to put their foot on the throat of the Boston Celtics because if you go up three games to one, going to Miami in game five, this series is in effect over. But the fact that you let the Celtics get back in this thing and you kind of lay down in game four, I think that could be a performance that Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley, the Miami Heat organization – Live to regret. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. One thing we will get to within the next 15 minutes, Chris has got a major life event coming up that we have to discuss uh, a little bit more. It's and wedding season, baby. Wedding it, season. It is. And, and you've got uh, a little trip in front of you here that is a preparation trip. And I want to make sure that you are properly prepared. So I got to prep for the preparation trip. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We got to get you. Here's what we got to do. We got to get your head right. Okay. I'm all about that, but I need my game plan for this upcoming trip to be better than your game plan for mancation. (laughs) Because the mancation in Vegas went off the rails. I'm just saying. Well, I wouldn't say it went off the rails. Well, your golf shot was off the rails. Yes. For goodness sake, you hit the ball on the freeway. Listen, I could have gotten a drop. That's all I'm saying. Somebody could have at least given me a ruling. You needed a club length? I literally snapped. Hit the ball from the shoulder? I literally (laughs) snap-hooked a ball across a four-lane highway in Las Vegas. And the ball was actually right next to the sewer on the other side. Myself, I still think it was playable. But we will get to your trip coming up in just moments. Also, though, coming up next, when are we actually going to see a Jimmy Garoppolo trade? (laughs) There is one individual heavily involved in that who believes it is happening very, very soon. We will discuss next. Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin in for Granny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. I am just getting destroyed during these breaks. By the hashtag crew. Yeah. And by Canty as well. And understandably so. Not not that bad from Canty. No, no. But I, you I can have, feel comfortable I, I'm doing chiming it, in like the peanut gallery. Exactly. I'm, I'm having fun at your expense. Yeah, Nuno and Bubba are just killing me over the fact that we we ended up talking about how 
in college, I or before college, I was visiting different colleges, and I went to visit uh, University of Dayton. Okay. And, and I, I got in, but I, I went to visit, and let's just say on the visit, I had knocked a few back, and, and it was the first time I had ever drank to excess. Okay. And it just got so ugly. I passed out. It got so ugly. So you passed out, not throw up. Right. And, okay. And I, but I was out there visiting, and there was a young woman that I had a crush on who was out there already at the school. Okay, because I was trying to figure out how yeah. a guy from the tri-state area ends up going on a visit to the school All right, well, that's not Dayton. why. That, that's it's not, not why. It's not why I went there to visit. Because I... So why was Dayton on the list if it wasn't for the girl that you had a crush on? Do you want me to be, to be perfectly honest? Yeah, I'm going to need nothing you to against the University of Dayton. At the time, it was my safety school on my list. Okay. Okay? And Dayton's a good academic so school. So it was the fallback. It was, if nothing else comes through, I could always lean on this one. It was the fallback. But let's also say, like, for me to go from New Jersey to Dayton for a visit... Now, maybe that had something to do with the okay. woman I had the crush on. So, the did time. the girl return the interest no. to you? So, so you didn't have, you had a crush on her. Yes. She didn't have a crush on I you. T- I had so, she didn't her. even look at you as the fallback option. No, I was. You the, couldn't even be her dating. Uh, well, no. No, I wasn't. I, <laughs> did you I offer, wasn't her Morris you, County Community College. No. <laughs> did you try to like offer like early admissions, right? Don't some schools do that? Like, hey, if I if you accept me, I'll go there. Like, there was oh, I would have stuff. absolutely offered early admissions. To, <laughs> but there was nothing. There was nothing there for you. No, absolutely not. And it was. It was. Yeah. I mean, I was the mayor of Friendville here wow. for two years. So, so two you, years, and I still like because I had zero game. None. I went to all boys Catholic high school. You don't have to have game. It's college. Th- this, but this was even before college. It was high school. Oh, okay. And as a result of the all boys Catholic high school, when I went to college, no idea how to speak to women. Period. For at least two and a half years. Yeah, none. But I, and I get that. I understand that you might Chris, be let, somewhat of be a clear. slow starter. But, I get it. I understand it. I just don't agree with the premise, though, because it's college. Even if you don't have any game. I mean, there's just going to be opportunities that you can fair catch. There is a major flaw in you telling me anything about college. We may have both gone to college, but you as a student athlete and a big-time recruit at the University of Virginia, let's just put it this way. We had different experiences Time out, time out. No big-time recruit. You know how they have three, four, five-star prospects? I was a no-star prospect. I didn't get my official first official offer from a Division I school until after the signing day. So you know what that means? I was UVA's fallback option because a guy that they had slated for a scholarship offer decided to go to school somewhere else. Thank you to whoever that kid is out there. I appreciate that. You set me up for life. But all I'm saying is this. Like, I I went to school, and like you, I was a little bit laid off the porch as well, but I was eager to learn. And all I'm simply saying is it's college. It's impossible not to have a good time at college. You got all of the freedom of being in the real world without the responsibility. How yes. great is that? No, I'm not saying I didn't have a good time. I'm just saying, like, socially. No, you, yeah, but you should have been better off socially is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was There, there really is nothing to lose. You, I was, sh- you shoot your shot in college. Yes. You, you shoot your shot. Yes. and I'll, Even if you miss, wh- who cares? I was in that. One girl doesn't like you. There's a thousand other girls that, that, that you could potentially talk to. All I can tell you uh, is. If, so if the, disappointed right, in my well, teammate right now. Uh, I'll put it this way. In college, 
I was the heaviest I have ever been in my life. Okay. So that is not working to my advantage in any way. So when you are socially inept and physically inept, boy, that is really something that you cannot recover from. Well, you could have tapped into the lovable loser, be the big teddy bear that girls could cuddle with. You yeah, know? that guy is the you could mayor play that, of you Friendville. Could play. No, brother. he's not, man. He's not. He's not. And I know that to be fact. He's not. I'm telling you, man. I, it, there was plenty of guys that I know played that card. You just misplayed your hand, Carlin. Admit it. So, Chris, wait, I didn't even know on, how to uh, play the game at all. It's not misplaying a hand. I, I have a question, though. So... You were socially inept. You were you had no game whatsoever, right? Yes. Like uh, I literally but so my how does a guy a like you student, right? So no. yeah, exactly. That's that was you my thing. So so you must have been carrying a, a 4.0, 3.8. Like what was that GPA like early on in your uh, uh, college career? At Hobart College in Geneva, New York, at the time, we had instead of semesters, we had trimesters. Okay. So you only had three courses her 10-week term. Okay. The third term of my freshman year, my grade point average was 0.8. 0.8. That's yes. impressive, Carlin. I got That's an, impressive. To I, have a GPA below 1.0, that's that's hard to do. It is hard to do. Yeah. I got a C- minus in Spanish, which I had taken for f- six years. So that was propping you up. Yes. <laughs> I had taken Spanish for six years. This is Spanish basically 101, and I got a C minus. I got a D minus in a class. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. First of all, you're going to give me a D minus? Just give me the D or the F. Yeah. You really need to give me the minus. Yeah, don't give me a D minus. That's and then I got an F in geology 101, which was, as they say, rocks for jocks. <laughs> Got it. So, That's what it was. I, I never went to class. I mean, were you, you spending too much, too many nights playing Dungeons and Dragons? Like, no, what was going I wasn't on? So you, you didn't go to class. You no. didn't date girls. What, what, you didn't play sports. What exact? You weren't working out because you said you were the heaviest no. you'd ever been. Yeah. So what exactly were you doing with your college time? Chris, I made the biggest mistake of my life, and I know that this isn't the case for everybody. Everybody has different experiences. I pledged a fraternity, and that was a mistake. I was already on academic probation. <laughs> When I got my 0.8. So, no, but if you pledged a fraternity, I, yes. I'm, I'm struggling to understand how you could be socially awkward if you were accepted into said fraternity. Again, I you can talk to guys. I couldn't talk to women at all. Okay. And I, it's just those fraternity meetings would go all night long. I'd be exhausted. I got. I ended up getting pneumonia at the end of oh, it. Oh, so at none of these fraternity meetings were there any parties with girls? I mean, yes, were y'all there were. trying to figure out the meaning of life? What were y'all doing? No, there were... There were was this like the Tri-Lambs from Revenge of the Nerds? What kind of fraternity was this? Well, I, let's put it this way. I was bringing the curve down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was bringing down the entire group with my ineptitude. And listen, I, I just I couldn't get anything going. I, I don't understand. I couldn't get anything going. I, I, I just don't understand. I didn't even finish pledging. That is all a shame with your GPA, though. 0.8. Yeah. I thought I was going to be the low man in this tandem. I had a 1.4 the second semester of my freshman year. 1.4 you, GPA. But you went to UVA. Yeah, but that was after the first semester having a 3.0 GPA. What happened? I, I discovered girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Couldn't even blame it on training. <laughs> no, couldn't even blame it on training. I, like at, at that point, my motivation to go to class just went yeah, down the tube. So. See, listen. But after I got over that semester, I spent a right. couple of more years on the academic honor roll. So I was able to bounce back. That idea of never... I don't know about you. I have always, even before this, had the 
the one dream that comes back every couple of weeks of I'm going in to take the exam and I haven't been to class all semester. Mm -hmm. It still keeps coming back and I lived it. Like that actually happened. And I get so deep into this dream that I actually have to talk myself out of it of, no, dude, you already went through this. This is not real. And the dream me is saying, no, this is real again, brother. (laughs) This is, you're doing it again. And I lived it. It was, God, it was a whole scene, man. It was not good. It was. It sounds good. like it would have been highly entertaining if I was there, though. It would. Oh, you would have been entertained. I took a year off from college thereafter to find myself, okay. so to speak. Did you find yourself? I, well, I returned and actually graduated. So there you go. On time too. All right. So take that, Nuno. Uh, uh, listen, someday we'll go through you and Bubba's college careers and see yeah, how that went. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We will get to the NFL in just moments and when exactly Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded because somebody with a huge interest in it has spoken out. We'll hear from them in just moments. And Heat fans, how you feeling? If you want to chime in, feel free. Too bad it's over. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Zero point zero. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Dallas Mavericks didn't go away and get swept. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And now there will be a game five in that series. Look, I I give them all the credit in the world for not going quietly into the night when that opportunity was certainly there. Mm -hmm. Um Luca doing his part, the Mavericks doing everything they needed to do. It wasn't like the Warriors took a night off like they did in the series against the uh, Grizzlies. But, yep. Chris, uh, it's funny. I have heard a lot of people, and I know maybe it's just yearning for some actual good basketball, but I've heard a lot of people in the last 12 hours to 18 hours talk about, well, don't let them get another one. What? what? Does anybody really think – that even if this series got to 3-2 and got to a game six, that the Golden State Warriors in any way are going to feel any stress or pressure or anything in this right now. It was just avoiding a sweep. And even if it gets to six, I don't expect in any way the Mavericks will be able to come from behind on this one. Yeah, the Mavs are not winning four straight games and going to the NBA Finals. It's just not going to happen. Now, they were able to make it rain 
in game four, literally and figuratively. I mean, I can't, it's crazy to, that this, was to see a scene where you got people holding up umbrellas in an arena to watch Boy, basketball. Mark Cuban looked annoyed. Oh, he was salty oh. about that one. But, I mean, listen, the Dallas Mavericks came out early with a lot of energy, and they played carefree which is what you would expect a team that has nothing to lose to play like, even though they're facing an elimination game. It's not like that locker room doesn't know that there have literally been no teams in NBA history to come back after going down an 0-3 deficit in a best of seven. It's never happened. So there's no reason for them to be tight in that situation. And so I think ultimately you got the best version of the guys that you're going to be depending on. Like Reggie Bullock bounced back. He knocked down a lot of big shots. Maxi Kleber as well. Dorian Finney-Smith, four for seven from three-point land. But the fact that they were able to knock down 23s and seven of those being in the first quarter, I thought that gave that group a lot of confidence as we moved through that game. Listen, it's, I think, a building block for the Mavericks moving forward. They still need to figure out who the running mate for Luka is going to be at this point. And one other thing, too. Luka needs to take this offseason and really decide if he wants to be that guy. He's got to get in shape. He really has to get He's in shape. He's got to get in shape. And he just looks big and bulky and right now reliant upon his talent completely. Yeah, like right now the kind of shape he's in is round. Yes. He needs to be in game shape, play, yes. like playoff contention shape. And if he wants to be that level of great, there's only one way to do it, and that's to work like it in the offseason. Is it finally going to happen? Is Jimmy G actually going to get traded? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Heat fans, please explain yourselves and tell us why you're going to win tonight at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You're getting your opportunity in just moments. And <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking about it with you throwing out the Jimmy G thing and, of yeah. course, Jimmy Butler being with the Miami Heat. At this point, I'm, I might be leaning toward Jimmy G having a better chance at winning a championship where he's at than Jimmy Butler winning a championship with the Heat. Well, Jimmy Butler is an all-NBA player. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not, though. He's actually not. He's not. Um, he should have been, though. I mean, listen, you can make an argument for Jimmy Butler being an all-NBA performer. I don't know. You can make an argument. I would have thought he would have been on the first, second, or third team, but Pascal Siakam got... Sec, uh, got twice the amount of points that he did. It is a little bit of a slight, though, if you think about it, though, Carl. And he did have. He it's was a the slight best, as we think about was, it now. It wasn't a slight three weeks ago. Well, here's what I'll say he was the best player on the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. That has to count for something. Uh, I think you are acting all of a sudden as if you're from Miami. You are you're whoa, sounding like whoa, a Heat whoa, fan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How when am you I sounding like a Heat fan? Because you and I both know that being the top seed in the Eastern Conference has meant absolutely nothing for the Heat this year in terms of their importance. They may have gone and won the first two series, but it's not like that uh, has proven how great of a team they are. The Heat are a much, much better version of the Knicks in that they treat the regular season with importance like the Knicks did a season ago and really had a great year and ended up as the number four seed. The Heat are much more talented and better, don't get me wrong, but it, as far as what they're going to get in return, it's going to be similar. You're killing me, Carlin. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about the Phoenix Suns, the number one team in the Western Conference, having not one but two all-NBA performers. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul made third team, Devin Booker made first team. You mean to tell me the Miami Heat can't get one guy on one of the three teams? Jimmy Butler, we can't, we can't slide him into that third Apparently team? not. 
Apparently not. I mean, he's See, one of the I can be- got twice of- as many points. Yeah, and I hear you on that. But Jimmy Butler is one of the best two-way players in the game. And, and just the fact that he embodies everything that Heat culture is about, I mean, there's got to be something to be said for that. It's not just about the numbers. People get caught up in the analytics and all of these other different things. But there's something to be said for a guy that is a force multiplier in terms of making his teammates better and then elevating the entire franchise. There is no doubt that Jimmy Butler does that for the Miami Heat. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lay it out why the Heat win tonight or why the Celtics wrap it up. I do worry about a 10-plus year friendship I have had with Amber Wilson, and if that is coming to an end, which it very well may be, considering how poorly uh, she has uh, responded to some of my takes, our takes collectively, really, uh, over the last week and a half in regards to the Miami Heat. Yeah, so if Miami loses game five, this series is probably going to be over in six. So that would mean your friendship with Amber is going to last at tops through the weekend. Right. I, the only way I see it surviving, based on what I've seen so far, is if the Heat actually came back and won so that she could just absolutely hammer me with that yeah. for a long, long time. Dealing with a dead battery? will head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a, fr- a replacement battery, they can help with that too. They've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99, and they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one destination. All right, let's do some NFL real quick and go through a few of these on a relatively rapid basis. First of all, Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach, speaking yesterday at a pre- at a press conference during OTAs, asked about Jimmy Garoppolo and if, in fact, he is going to get traded. Nothing's changed um, since his surgery. You know, we were where we were at before that, and then he got the surgery, so everything went on hold. Um, I expect him at some time most likely to be traded, but uh, who knows? That's not a guarantee, and it's been exactly on hold when that happened, and when he's healthy, we'll see what happens. It's interesting that he speaks that definitively about Garoppolo being traded at this point. Does that speak more about Garoppolo right now, or does it speak more about what they at least want to put forward as their faith in Trey Lance. Well, they invested three first-round draft picks in Trey Lance. He's going yeah. to be their starting quarterback. And I think that they've informed Trey that that's going to be the case going into 2022. And with Jimmy G being on the last year of his contract and coming off a shoulder surgery on his throwing arm this offseason, it just makes sense. It's always going to be a quarterback star of lead, Carlin, whether it's a team that's willing to do the dance with them now or a team that suffers a major injury during training camp or at the start of the regular season. Somebody is going to want Jimmy G. The fact that he hasn't traded just speaks to the 49ers not getting the offer in terms of compensation that they want for giving up on a guy like Jimmy G. But at some point, like, listen, they should get better than a fifth-round pick. I agree with that. But they're not getting a big-time return for Jimmy G at this point. Well, at this this point, though. Yeah. And there's 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 no rush for them to make the decision to trade him. Like, they've got time with this, even though they don't have any cap space. And they would you like want him to... showing up in training camp or not? 
Well, I mean, if he shows up, what's the harm in having him show up in training camp? He wasn't dis- a disruption to Trey Lance's development no, last year. No, but and, I don't, and I'm not afraid that he's going to outshine Trey Lance at training camp because he's coming off a of shoulder surgery. Well, but even if even if that happens and he comes back and he actually plays well in training camp, and they're looking at him, Trey Lance isn't where they want him to be. Are they going to be able to afford to trade him at that point? Like, I, I think you either. Have to move on, and they're going to have to. They got to trade him. Yeah, they got to trade him. That's going to happen. And I think but waiting, I, waiting for somebody else to get hurt that that may not be the best way to well, go about it. Right waiting now. for somebody else to get hurt, or waiting for some other team to become more desperate because they're looking at the options that they have in house and they don't like what they see. So th- there's the potential for that too. We got to keep this in mind, Carlin. There are some teams out there that are laying in the weeds, trying to smoke people out to see how long that they're going to hold on to their quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, San Francisco with Jimmy G. Teams like Carolina, teams like Seattle, they're looking at their quarterback rooms and saying, you know what, these other two guys could be a potential upgrade, but we don't have to give them significant compensation now. We can wait until we get a little closer to the season before we give them our best and final offer. The Patriots still don't have an offensive coordinator. Here's Bill Belichick on the topic. Well, what plays are we calling? Many camp plays? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to coach the team, coach the players. We're going to get them ready to go. We're going to game plan. We have to game plan. We'll play call. Do all the things that we need to do and compete in games right now. We're months away from that. When we get to it, we'll get to it. Okay, but you are replacing Josh McDaniels, who's been there for a long, long time. And at the same time, you have a second-year quarterback who you are trying to take to that next level, who did get a taste of the postseason. And when we're talking about the candidates being Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, and Judge is already working with the uh, quarterbacks. I, I Don't I have reason to be a little bit skeptical? No. No. No, I'm not worried about it because if it doesn't go the way that Belichick wants it to go for the OTAs and for the minicamp and early on in training camp, then he can always be the play caller. And Bill Belichick is one of, if not the greatest coach in the National Football League in the modern era. So I have full faith that he is more than capable of being able to do that job if he's called into duty. But they do have some potential in-house candidates. You mentioned it, Joe Judge, who's working with the quarterbacks. He's a former head coach, so he's worked closely with quarterbacks in the past. He was the receivers coach once upon a time when he was with the Patriots in his first go-round. So I, I don't have as much concern as everybody else does about them having a vacant offensive coordinator position, not putting a label on who the actual play caller is going to be. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight, Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Heat hosting the Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. We'll squeeze in calls on the Heat, and if they're going to have a chance tonight at 888-SAY-ESPN. Of course they're not. 888-729-3776. Down in Miami, we'll stay there for a second. Tyreek Hill. Boy, I tell you, he's done his part since he has gotten there and talking up his quarterback, to be sure. Tua actually has, you know, probably one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. So um, it's, it's very catchable. I don't want to continue because the more I talk, the more it sounds weird. So it, Tua is a is a very accurate quarterback. That's all I'm going to say. First of all, did I hear a <laughs> chuckle or two at the beginning there? Yeah, I, I he's having a hard time keeping yes. a straight face when he's saying that. You know what, Carlin? It actually reminds me of the time when I left the New York Giants. I actually, actually, I was cut by the New York Giants, and I signed with the Baltimore Ravens in free agency. 
And they asked me what I thought about Joe Flacco in comparison to Eli Manning. And I said, Eli Manning's a champion, but Joe Flacco throws a beautiful deep ball. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what that really meant? Mm-hmm. You, you want me to help you read please, between the lines? Please. Joe Flacco's not as good as Eli Manning. <laughs> and that's exactly what Tyreek Hill is saying about Tua. Yeah, I just came from catching passes from Pat Mahomes. This ain't that. And so while I'm going to big up my quarterback, the reality is that you know, they paid me $30 million to not only produce on the field, but to actually try to put on a good face and support the decisions that the organization makes. And Tua is the decision that Chris Greer is making as the incumbent starter for the 2022 season. Now, whether or not that's the right decision remains to be seen. I will say this, as far as Tua goes, the bar to clear is the other young quarterbacks in the AFC East. I I don't think he's ever going to be Josh Allen, but he damn well better be better than Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, and that needs to be definitive in 2022. Otherwise, the Miami Dolphins are going to be in the quarterback market in 2023. Last one, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, of course, right after the draft. When Malik Willis was taken by the Titans, he was asked about his role with Willis. Well, I'm not necessarily here to be somebody who's going to tutor him. And in a surprising way, he clarified his comments yesterday, and I am being facetious when I say surprising. I'm in no disrespect to Malik uh, or anything close to that. Um, we've been in constant communication since he was drafted, you know, through the madness that ensued after my last press conference and, um, you know, over the last few weeks as he's been in the building and, and kind of getting to know each other. And he's a, he's a good person. Uh, he's a talented player. He, he's coming off a great college career. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to continue to, to push each other, to learn from each other in the QB room, uh, encourage each other as, as this thing goes forward. Yeah, we are all here for one goal. My primary focus is to win football games as everyone in this building. You know, that's, that's our goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Anytime you have to preface a comment, and I mean no disrespect, yeah. be ready for the disrespect. Yes. Be ready for it. And here's what I'll say. I think Ryan Tannehill did a good job of towing the line. But the madness that ensued after your press conference was because you came out and said what you said about not being there to help Malik Willis develop. Well, I'm sorry, but if you're the quarterback of the team and you're getting paid what Ryan Tannehill is getting paid, what, $30 million a year? Mm -hmm. A part of that job description is to help your teammates be better in any is way, shape, or form though? you can. Is it, though? Because absolutely. Well, but absolutely. We, but we know what the veteran absolutely. responsibilities are for other positions, but it doesn't seem like that holds a quarterback a lot of times. Well, you can say that, but all I'm simply saying is this. It's up to a quarterback to bring out the best in everybody around him, and it's not just the wide receiver room. It's not just the running backs. Mm-hmm. It's not just the offensive line. It's not just the defense. It's also the other guys that are in that room. I've told this story before, but – one person who uh, I trust very much and would know said that back in the day Tom when, Brady. Yeah. when Brady was in New yeah. England, he would tell whoever the backup was, and specifically in this case, Jimmy G, you get one question per week. Yeah. One, and that question could be, how you doing, Tom? And that's cool. But you're talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill ain't Tom Brady. Okay. So I chill agree. out. He's not Tom Brady. But I don't Ryan think Tannehill is the quarterback that threw three interceptions in a divisional game that got them ousted by the Cincinnati Bengals. That Ryan Tannehill. You better be doing everything that they ask you to do. Develop Malik Willis. Sell popcorn in the stands. Tickets and concessions. Whatever they ask you to do. Ryan Tannehill better be on board and doing it because guess what? If he's not and he turns out to be a bad teammate to Malik Willis or anybody else down there, (laughs) he ain't going to be the quarterback long in Tennessee. I don't think he's going to be anyway. 
All right, this is from Tim Bontemps. Ime Odoka says both Marcus Smart and Robert Williams are feeling better, that Smart has some swelling, and that both of them will test things out before the game to see how they feel. No decision yet on either of them playing, as both were again listed as questionable. So that is for Game 5 tonight. Heat and the Celtics, the series tied at two apiece. Heat fans, much like their team, have not shown up, with the one exception, Taurus down uh, in Miami, wants to check in on the Heat on ESPN Radio. Taurus, you're up. What do you got? Hey, good morning, guys. I want to thank you guys. First of all, the beautiful program you guys on ESPN. Makes my day go by real quick. And I got a question for you, uh, Carlin. How how many starters are there in the NBA? How many starters are there in the NBA? You gonna make me do yeah, math now? I mean, uh, thirty, one hundred and fifty. Yeah, I was. I just told you I got a zero point eight, and now you're asking me to do math. Come on. Okay, so so it's very hard to be a top five player in the NBA because I mean it's just so many good players in the NBA to be a top five player. But Jimmy Butler to me is the best two way. He is in the top five two way players in the NBA. I mean, you want to pare it down and go into the, the minutia, the nuance. I, I mean, I, I guess you could make a case for that. Jimmy Butler is a phenomenal player. The only thing I was saying to Carlin is he absolutely, in my opinion, is a top 15 player. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy getting his team to the conference finals in two of the last three years. Yeah, so, 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 I mean, you have, to, you have to put some respect on Jimmy Butler's name. And playoff Jimmy is a different level. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Stray Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best network. Stray Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Problem is the, the actual voting on the top 15 players in the NBA came out and... He's not in it, and he's not in it by a, a pretty sizable amount. Well, listen, they just voted Nikola Jokic back-to-back MVPs. I don't think Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. So No, I don't think he is either. So, I mean, I can disagree with what the writers say. Is this close tonight? It's close, but I still go with the C's. I'm rolling with the Celtics, too, in a close one. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.